Congrats on completing your straw bridge and being able to hold a number of coins using your design. Let's debrief on what worked and what didn't work for you. To kick it off, here are some pictures of principals of design students in 2021 uh, showing the straw bridges that they made. Uh, you can see that here and then a similar design shown here where students are loading it up with lots and lots of coins. You can see in both of these cases, the students chose a design that's basically sort of a flat platform. Perhaps that's the kind of design you chose, or perhaps you came out with something even different. Well, here are some other examples of images of designs that were made by groups and other institutions. And so let's just appreciate some of the difference in the design output that came. So here we can see that this group created some sort of vertical supports on top of that platform, the flat platform. This team also created some sort of curved um, supports as well on top of the flat platform. So let's try to connect these different designs that we're seeing to actual real bridges that we have across the continent. There are two main categories of bridges I wanna uh, explain to us here. The first is what, what we call a suspension bridge or a similar version of that is what we call the cable stay bridge. In either case, we have vertical su supports that are either running perfectly vertically or at an angle up from the main bridge up to a load bearing structure uh, like we see here standing prominently. And these are very beautiful structures. We have examples from Uganda and Morocco on the screen here. But the idea behind the design is that you have some sort of support cables that are transferring the load up from the platform to a load bridge structure vertically on the bridge. That's one type. Another common type of bridge that we have is what's known as the truss bridge. On the screen, we're seeing examples of truss bridges in South Sudan, South Africa, and Liberia. Uh, these are common ones, and they're very effective. So truss bridges use a combination of cross supports that can be placed in a variety of configurations, but you have crosses, trusses, um, going up from the flat platform up to some other part of the bridge. This is another very effective way to create a bridge that can hold a lot of weights. These cross supports enable the load also to be effectively carried. The different kinds of forces that a bridge experiences can all be managed through these cross-supporting structures. So based on these pictures I've just shown of some real bridges, what are some key ideas that we think real-world bridge engineers would actually use to ensure that what they design is strong enough not just to carry the weight of the bridge itself, but all of the cars and people and other loads that might be on the structure. One key idea I want you to notice, which we actually can see a variation on in both of the types of bridges I showed, is that cross-bracing strengthens the structure. So here we're seeing some straws that were used to make a bridge, but um, just in the form of a square. And I think visually you can appreciate that if you add cross bracing to that square, either through adding a diagonal or creating an X or any other numerous variations on that you can come up with, that cross bracing strengthens the structure and enables that structure, that same square to now carry much more of a load than it could on its own. 
So we see that in the truss bridges, and similarly, we see that to an extent with the cables on the suspension and cable stay bridges. With trusses, there are so many variations on the cross bracing you can add, but the point is that when that cross bracing is there, it enables the structure to carry more load. And the reason that is important is because in bridges, they have to withstand both tension forces and compression forces. So if you have a partner with you, you can try this out. You can stand next to each other, lock arms, and then lean back. And that force you'll be feeling is tension force. You can also stand face-to-face -face with your partner and push against each other with your palms flat against each other. And that would be compression force. In order for bridges to be effective, their design must be able to withstand both tension and compression forces. Both of them are strongly at play when the bridge is in use. And if you can design it with that in mind, using cross bracing, it will help to withstand both of these forces. Now for fun, if you have enough people around you, you could try another variation with this to make a suspension bridge. Have those those of you who are a bit taller, stand up for vertical supports, have some rope, and then the rest of you can um, carry the load down vertically from the rope down to the main platform. Give it a shot and keep up your work as designers.